Hello everyone, welcome back to the Starville Podcast. It's episode nine. I am, as, as always, Jim, and once again joined by my co-host. Say hi, Ben. Hello. Yeah, as I said, it's episode nine, and it's a big one this week because we are talking solely about the series finale of Loki series one. It has been um, five weeks since we started this. Loki was the first thing we talked about on this podcast. Um, so it sort of feels a bit weird that now it's ending in such a short space of time because it does feel like we've been doing this for a bit longer than five or six weeks, but it's been a yeah, lot of fun. This season, yeah. that series has flown. Yeah, very quickly. And there's a lot to talk about today. It wasn't even a longer episode. It was just jam-packed with a lot. We've got a lot to talk about there. Um, so, yeah, once again, thank you for visiting. And again, thank you for staying with us from the first episode now to the end of our first show. It's been... Uh, an honour to have everyone listening and we really really appreciate everyone's support and yeah let's just get straight into it I want to get right into this because I've got a lot to say and the first thing I want to say is we were right we got it right of course we were right everyone like, yeah. everyone was right I, I, there are a few people that said maybe it was King Loki but no one was right in Kang off um, no and it was it wasn't Kang Prime it wasn't Kang proper no um, and also they didn't they never said Kang they did say Conqueror did say Conqueror yeah it's because and they also yeah. said they said how he's uh, a scientist from the 31st century who invented you know, yeah who had multiversal Kang. and time travel tech Kang things yeah yeah well I mean they won't have said Kang because this version will have never gone by the name Kang so why would they okay it's entirely possible that this one just went by Nathaniel Richards um, and then as time got on, that became, name didn't mean anything, and he was he was the one who was always at the yeah. end. So that's why he, he who remains, because he clearly had a character. He was like, oh, yeah, it's sinister in it. Did it because it sounds cool, mm-hmm. um, which I did quite enjoy. But it was big. He, um, yeah, the episode does open with um, the Marvel sequence having the captain america song the song from the end of endgame on it was a horrific troll by the way yeah i thought they were doing something with that but yeah so did really i do like and they had like all the whenever a per, like whenever a character came up in the in the marvel logo they like had a quote yeah i i thought i was like oh my god are we gonna get like a jump to like a multi another um, timeline or something yeah, where we yeah, do see Steve I Rogers but then once they started doing quotes I was like oh they'll be doing something with like oh this will open with something to do with the timeline and this is things mm-hmm. that have happened on time I've seen which it was um, and we're just straight into Loki and Sylvie here at what's called the Citadel at the end of time which is a very cool well, what, thing so, so why did they do that then with all the quotes um, I think it was just a fun thing of Obviously, it opens with you literally. The camera literally moves along the timeline, so we were just seeing little bits of uh, yeah, thing okay. that we were recognised. Yeah. I don't think it was anything to it. If there was, I think everyone will have missed it. <laughs> that that little um, like sequence though at the beginning with like the zooming out on the sun and the two black holes, and then it like transitioning into the timeline, going vi- like the visualization of the timeline going around the citadel was very good oh yeah the the people working at marvel have got a fantastic grasp on how to just do great like space visuals yeah yeah i mean guardians had it in both films infinity war and endgame were great uh doctor yeah, like, strange like on par on par with star wars yeah easily they're absolutely fantastic and i mean they are probably made by the same 
thingy company, aren't they? Yeah, could, yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah, but either way, that with opening was fantastic. Sylvie and Loki in there, you get a nice little moment um, where look, Sylvie's like, I'm going to boot the door down, but just give me a minute. And <laughs> before she can do it, the door just opens. And at that point, I went, oh, I think whoever's here is going to have a bit of a personality, which did make me think a little bit more Loki, because a bit of fun. Yeah, because it, it would make sense if it was a Loki they would know that Loki would want to boot the door down. Yeah, I had a theory over the past few days that uh, there would be a small chance that it... How funny would it be if it was an older Sylvie that was running things? Okay, and then, like... Like, yeah. she, like she she finds out what the truth is, and then she's like, oh, shit, it's me, and then... Um, and then she just it, takes over. It's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, it's, it's kind too... of similar to the explanation that Kang gives them. It, it, it kind of it, is, yeah. It's just Kang instead of Sylvie. Yeah, and obviously they, they open it, go in, and uh, Miss Minutes just appears. And uh, I think all the people that went, what if Miss Minutes is in control of everything, had a bit of a, That's a heart exactly attack. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I went, That's exactly I went, oh no. Well, when Miss Minutes popped up, I thought it was like, it's going to be Miss Minutes, but Miss Minutes is going to be like a representation of someone. Um, but it's not. It's just like an, an AI thing that is created by... Um, we're gonna say Kang. So, we don't really mean yeah, Kang Prime, Kang. but we say Kang. Um, and she sort of passes on a message from him. As soon as he said so he's she's in on it the whole yeah. time. Yeah, she knew everything. That's what she was. I don't know. I can't really work out which minutes because it's clear that she was probably programmed at something. But with how mental Kang is and how unbelievably powerful he is, it's she's probably basically her own living entity. But she just does things before it, do for we... him. Do we see Miss Minutes talking to Ravona before we see her at the Citadel? No, it's afterwards because it opens it? in the Citadel and then that we stay on just in the Citadel up until um, the first break in the conversation in Kang's office. Okay. Yeah, and she offers them what they want. Um, well, what mm-hmm. what would be considered what they want, which Loki wins the Battle of New York, New York. kills at kills Thanos rules Asgard, takes the Infinity Stones and just says to Sylvie, and I'll let you exist. Yeah. <laughs> Which much. I think is quite funny, but with what we learn about Kang later in that he he sort of did design the timeline, which, I, again, I want to bring up a bit later because I've got a big point on that. Um, he, did, he did design the timeline, so is he offering it to them just because he's testing them, or but he knows that they're going to say no? Probably. Yeah, I think he's I mean, probably... we did we did say a couple of weeks ago that it like one outcome could be that they get put back into their original timelines and that, that that's how it's resolved. Yeah. Um but I feel like if that happened it would have closed it, it wouldn't have opened the multiverse, which spoiler alert this episode because... does. Yeah. It still would have because Loki and Sylvie would have had to go to different timelines because they're from different timelines. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a good point. Because the the idea I seem to get from the way this whole works is that the timeline he designs what uh, he wants to happen, but he's not actually in control about whether or not it definitely happens. So when it doesn't, that's when they send. You know, like Sil- like Loki being born a woman. If they follow the same path, doesn't make a difference to the overall outcome. Um, whereas yeah. Sylvie going along a certain path, which he can't control, he goes, okay, I'll cut it off here and delete this bit and then allow the universe to re- mm-hmm. to carry on, which is the feeling I tend to yeah. get, f- I'm starting to get from it as we go on. Um, okay. But yeah, the, you're right. If 
if both of them exist then there has to be a multiverse which again brings me on to that point i'm going to make a little bit later um but yeah then he they walk into that main room where there's there's the three timekeeper statues and one destroyed statue which makes me think that maybe when the citadel was built he built himself one because he was he felt a bit more self-righteous than he does now yeah. At the time, he did see himself as a timekeeper, a master of time, and now he's like, I'm just the guy who just controls stuff. Well, he definitely does see him see himself as a master of time because he makes it out that the multiversal war was just him against himself. Which I, I don't think he's lying about that, I'm going to be honest. Mm, I think there are some know. things that he, he does admit to lying about one thing, so if he lied yeah. there, why wasn't he lying everywhere else? But I, that one I... I do think when he talks about the multiversal war as all these variations of Kang, um, Nathaniel Richards, whatever you want to call him, um, I do think he's telling the truth there. But the, the, like a war needs factions. Surely it wasn't like a free for all. No, I don't think it was a. I don't get the idea it was a free for all. Like all the, the way I kind of see it is, it wasn't really an infinite amount, but it was so high it was basically infinite, because they were all meeting each other because um, he's clearly a narcissist so the first thing when he creates multiverse travel is oh I'll go meet myself um, is that not the first thing you would do though probably exactly <laughs> I would do I'd, I'd go probably. and find I'd go and find the universe where I'm like happiest and I'd just take over just stand there or where I'm dead cool <laughs> and I'd be like oh, I'll just go there uh, um, but yeah I'd, I'd be like oh, don't all go and meet each other so even the good ones and the evil ones all fight each other and i feel like he's probably the most neutral of them all which is why he was able to make yeah, that decision so. the fact that he ends up in the position he does probably means he's the yeah. most neutral he's not evil but he's not an out and out good guy which is why he was happy to do what he did and in i'm gonna use air quote to uh destroy the multiverse for one single timeline yeah yeah i'm not I, i'm still not sure on that um but yeah he comes out and i was i was sat a little bit away from the telly and i was going that's definitely Jonathan Majors. The purple and green is gonna be, and then as he walks forward, I was like, "It is, he's right. We've got, we got it right." Yeah, I could tell it was Jonathan Majors from like the moment we see him. Yeah, I was, I was, I kind of knew it was, but I wasn't hundred uh, percent con- um, con- confirmed in the air just because it is a lo- it's a bit of a distant shot. But I think in yeah. the in definitely in the subtitles they stick with uh, the name of He Who Remains. Remains. Yeah, which I, I quite didn't I, see. Yeah. I didn't see in the credits whether they call him that there as well. Um, I've not. I didn't check the credits actually. No, but, I didn't think to. Yeah, but also, no post-credit scene. No, didn't need one. I think it probably did. I don't think it did. It ends on such a cliffhanger. I, think, I don't think it needed it. Yeah, that's. It's kind of why I'm, I'm glad. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna upset you a bit here. I overall, I was a bit underwhelmed. I get what you mean. If if there wasn't a season two, I would have been. And they were expecting yeah. us to watch... Uh, it would be resolved in the films. I go, well, it's going to be resolved too quickly. But with confirmation that there is a series two, not even from online reports, it literally shows us in the credits. Yeah. Season yeah, two. Right. Yeah. At the um, end of the credits, it says yeah. Loki will return in season two. Then I'm like, okay, well, they're going to get a full series to follow on this story. So I'm okay with us not having an, a post-credit scene. Um, but like... Oh, uh, maybe maybe I ruined it for myself a bit because I thought that there was there was a few moments when they could have had someone come in or something almost bigger than what happened. Like 
I, like I was thinking maybe Doctor Strange could have arrived when Sylvie in quotation marks kills Kang because he's not dead I don't think he's dead either there's, there's infinite of him no but something. I also don't think that version of him's dead something oh, okay. tells me he might not be but um, um, yeah. I thought maybe at that point Doctor Strange could have come in and said like what are you doing you meth yeah ba- yeah basically gone you've fucked it like and then that that then leads into Doctor Strange you know what I mean yeah um, but I mean with I'm not going to talk about Spider-Man actually I would have had to mention something there but I'm not going to but obviously Doctor Strange uh, Doctor Strange is showing up in Spider-Man so we're going to get progression of what's going to lead into thingy there yeah um, but, but I I don't I don't mind them not having a post credit scene where were we at before that uh, it was just about when he came out the left wasn't it yeah yeah I, Jonathan Majors immediately steals the show steals he gives the best oh, performance in the whole show. He was having a ball, wasn't he? He was having so much fun. And the thing that makes me so excited about that is that not he's going to play multiple versions of Kang. We know that. It's yeah. Not not because confirmation, but obviously is. They're not all gonna be like that. So we still No. We've still got so much more to see. He's probably gonna have to play like an evil Kang and then probably Nathaniel Richards. Yeah, the can like, we get the can we're gonna as, get in Ant Man will be so different from the one we got in this yeah, episode. That's gonna be an evil Kang. Yeah. But we also might get like somewhat of an origin where he also plays the scientist Nathaniel Richards yeah. in the thirty first century. And just a normal bloke. And there's a chance he'll have to play Nathaniel Richards multiple times where ones that they're genius scientists but they are just sort of normal people. They don't want war or anything, and then there's ones where he is mad ambitious yeah. but maybe he is an absolute outright good guy where um, goes down the iron lad route which is where we get the young avengers we could get yeah get that yeah i forgot that he, he he's is I, iron lad isn't he yeah um and he, then maybe like what could that link to iron heart in any way yeah is iron heart confirmed i think so yeah i thought it was because everyone talks about it but obviously there's no real news that ever comes out about it because it's in such early production yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you can. There's so many ways it can go, and the performance he gives today is absolutely stellar. He's so entertaining. He, his charisma is unbelievable. And it, but he's not just fun to watch. He's genuinely scary. It's like how much control he has. Yeah. It's just it all works together really well to create a an incredibly captivating villain. And I'm I am gonna say villain because that's I think. That's how he comes across. Ultimately, yeah, yeah. yeah ultimately, he's going to be a villain. Yeah, but it's like no, I'd even say this this version of him is a villain. He says, he says himself, he's yeah. a villain. Oh yeah, he does. He says we're it's a room of villains. We're yeah. all villains. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I think he's absolutely but fantastic. He, yeah, straight Jonathan out the Major's gate. Definitely stole the show. Yeah, he comes out holding the apple, and um, if we want to go really deep, and. Um, Act like one of his ancestors, yeah. ancestors, and stretch incredibly far. Um, in the Bible, the apple was a fruit uh, of knowledge, you know, from Adam and Eve, which is sort of what the feeling I get from that. He's the one with the apple and all the knowledge, and he gives it to Loki and Sylvie, like Adam and Eve. But the roles are almost it, reversed yeah. with Loki, with it Adam and Eve also, and Loki and Sylvie. It is also a bit of a trope to have villains eat apples. Give him give him give him an apple to make look look like more of a dick, more of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I, I there's so much stuff like that I can pull out this episode. It's it was the best episode of the series for me. Um, it's usurped episode two. 
I still think it's episode four. I think that's a fair shout. Um, just yeah. I think there's there's a there's just a lack of action. It's a lot of. Oh yeah, there's there is one fight and uh, a bit when Mobius gets put on his ass. <laughs> Um, the, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that fight between Loki and Sylvie, I really thought that she was going to kill him. Oh, so did I. I really thought that she was going to kill him. I thought she and was. Instead, yeah. And instead, they kissed. <laughs> yeah. In a moment that I was really uncomfortable about until yeah. uh, Sylvie does the her thing, which as soon as they started to turn, I went, "Oh, she's going to do something here," and that's when I was okay with it because it's like she's brought him in, twisted him, and then. She uses the sort of tempad variant thing that Kang has that he's put on the desk. She opens a time door and she pushes Loki through it and she's she's with him on her own. Mm-hmm. Which is where she kills she him. She also says She also says, I'm not you. She's not. That's the thing. Last week it was but, way the same. Yeah, that's because what I mean. They're They've all... gone this whole time making the the point of they are the same person. They think the same. They have the, not the same motives, but yeah. like the same ambitions in life they've had the same experiences with their family and whatnot but also the, the so very, why would she then just yeah the very the idea of the variance is that they are all they're the same person so they have the same inner sort of monologue like the way their brain works from birth is the same but her experiences are so different it was clear that she grew up as a good child she was told that she was adopted from birth um so she never had that fallout and she's always been on the run and she's never had any comfort in life so which is why she's so battle hardened and she doesn't trust because she's never had anyone to trust but I whereas just don't, I loki don't is a bit more trusting would, yeah i don't yeah. see why they would go the whole series emphasizing that these two are the same people that's why that they that's why they have this connection and like that's why they're kind of falling for each other because Loki's a narcissist and they could only possibly love themselves. So for them to just flip it and say I'm not you it kind of makes me think that there's something else to Sylvie. I mean I don't think that's entirely out of the realm of possibility but I see it as it works really well because it's like we are we're, we're the same you know we always work, we work together we think the same way but because they have lived the different lives at the end of the day they're not exactly the same. They, they do have the different no. motives and their feelings on issues are different just because of the experiences they've had. That's why, like, you know, t- a lot of twins are quite similar people, aren't they? But because they mm. can end up in different friend groups, by the time they get to middle age or whatever, they can be entirely different people, almost, because of the different life experiences. At least, you know, twins separated at birth, that kind of thing. That's the way, yeah. I so- that's the way I've sort of viewed them from for that. We're not the same. But yeah, okay. it's... it's yeah, the, we get a lot of exposition um, yeah in this episode that's it's kind of a problem there is a bit of an expo dump um, of yeah. an episode but it, felt, they, yeah, they, it had they, to be they had that little like uh, visualisation with the, the little thing that Kang had on his, on his hand which was yeah. awesome it was, it was <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool we also saw obviously in that there was one that did look very Kang did look like he had the headpiece on and everything yes he had the, yeah he definitely did have the headpiece yeah. on I think I think he might have shown that because we might the Kang that we were going to encounter in the MCU I think is Prime Kang Prime. I feel like we're going to see this variant again in the future as like a younger version that maybe he's not figured yeah. everything out yet. Um, I think that's probably well, what this this version of Kang is. Yeah, um, 
the... He's also not blue. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank God, that would have been a little bit too ridiculous. Well, yeah. Yeah. Also, can you imagine John and Major walking around in blue paint all the time? I think we're going to get a blue Kang, though, when we get Kang Prime. Well, they, they made Paul Bettany red, yeah, so... That's true. And then they they, make Jonathan Majors blue. they also made him blue because he didn't show up properly in black and white on red when he was red, yeah. which is quite funny. It's a terrifying image that. But uh, given that this isn't Kang Prime and he's not a naturally blue person, I think that's fine. Yeah. yeah. The same way, like if you if we got a film about a young dark side, he wouldn't just be like stone. He would actually look like a human. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think we're definitely going to see more of him in the future. Like I said, I I don't really think he's dead. I don't. I don't no. think she's killed him. I think he's got too well, much going on. Well, even if even if that Kang that we just met is dead, he said himself like, "I'll see you if soon." You kill me. If he, he he just said he said to Sylvie, "If you kill me, it, it's just gonna come full circle, and mm. I will be back here because mm. that's how it works." Yeah, because you kill me, infinite amounts of me are released, and when you have infinite amounts of me an infinite amount will do what I did it's just who does mm-hmm. it first and we're yeah. back at the TVA and when you've got infinite time with inf- infinite choices again you get down to essentially you're going to end up with the same timeline and then he dies and then you get more Yeah. but this I- I'd actually quite like to see this big multiverse saga eventually close on the MCU and get back down to a single timeline because while it is incredibly fun a multiverse and time travel are really hard to work with for an extended period of time. Yeah, because I think by the by the end of phase four, or maybe phase five, the whole multiverse thing will probably have come to an end. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna with there not being an Avengers film in phase four. I think it's gonna be the end of phase five is where we get Avengers five keeps the numbers nice and even. Um, with Phase 5 ending with Avengers 5, and that will be a close on the multiverse. I think it'll come back, um, but I think it will be a close on it, the end of Kang for now and for a long time, and then maybe that's when Galactus comes in as some sort of yeah. new universal being. They could even do like a Doctor Who thing where they just have to reset the universe from day dot as one single new universe. They have some design in it, but things are going to be a little bit different, which is where you could get new actors coming in or other characters dying off. And they could also yeah. just they can retcon plot holes from the past by they just going to the universe. They could also reboot certain characters as well. Yeah, and maybe bring in the X Men after that, because it's in a universe where powers are a little bit more natural. Is there nothing to do with the X Men confirmed yet? I mean, we technically now have Deadpool in the MCU. <laughs> if you've watched the advert, which I know you have, because yeah, you sent it uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but like yeah. that, De- like Deadpool's kind of an enigma. I don't like yeah. as much as he is from the X Men. Like, I don't consider him. He's not an X Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like but Deadpool like... will show up for the first time in dead in a Deadpool movie. Dead Marvel confirmed they're making Deadpool three. Yeah. And but I'm when, re- I like, really hope it's say... called Deadpool three. <laughs> yeah. When I say like, there's nothing to do with the X Men. There's no like, Wolverine. No. Uh, the the Charles only. Xavier. The only thing we've ever had, apart from Evan Peters turning up, was at the end of uh, San Diego Comic Con 2019, uh, just before the Blade announcement. He went, we've had no time to talk about the Fantastic Four. We've had no time to talk about mutants. It's all we've had. Yeah. So we still have nothing from that. I think this is where they're going to come in. But yeah, back to Loki. It's just 
I, I can't get over how good Jonathan Majors was in this episode. I'm so intrigued to see more of him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really excited to see where Ravona goes because we yeah, get... Yeah, we didn't get, we didn't get uh, that. We get her backstory, but we don't know where she's going. As well, we just yeah. know that she was a teacher in 2018 in yeah. Ohio. And there's a good... The, I, I'm sort of of the opinion that uh, B-15 going and exposing the TVA to her and showing, you know, the TVA guys, hey, here's... His uh, yeah. Judge Ravona, your all variants, is they leave right before a Nexus event is triggered by that, and that's where the TVA come in and recruit her and da 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 da. Oh, so you're saying that that always happened? Yeah, it's like a loop creates itself. Yeah. So, which is why I'm gonna move on to my bit. Uh, I'm gonna do that big theory in the second half because I think we need to take a break in about five minutes just to. Yeah let things settle and let my mind our mind reset because like i said a lot to talk about a lot of big issues um and a lot of not really issues but you know what i mean but um yeah i just yeah you know to be fair with the action i agreed with that i did enjoy the loki and sylvie fight though yeah i mean up until the very end when um she's got the blade at, at his throat which by the way she swung that very hard yeah, Loki should not have a head anymore. Yeah, it would. I would have quite in. I would have forgiven it if when he appears, like the I, he caught her arm. Or something. Yeah, if he had his hand in it, <laughs> but the blade just slaps him in the neck and stops. <laughs> it makes a yeah. sound effect, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. If, if he'd, he'd like caught her arm, it would have been fine. Or if he'd appeared in front of her so that it was her arm that hit his neck. Yeah, and that was where the block comes in. But. Like, even if he does that and she drops the blade, which is why she can't just go past him. Mm -hmm. Why she has to do that, the plan of putting him through the time door to a TVA. Yeah. A TVA. So, 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 like, the bit that confused me with that was it seemed like what Mobius and B-15 had been doing the whole episode had carried on, but they don't know who Loki is and they're also in a TVA that is directly ruled by kang yeah who i actually think is going to be prime kang that's what that we're going okay. forward from um so just... i don't I, I don't really understand how in this alternate alternate tva in which kang is the sole ruler and everyone knows that i don't understand how mobius and b15's mission can be carried on because it revolves around loki but then he sees loki and doesn't know who he is um, yeah, no, I think it's an alternate TVA where um, ju- it's just a conversation between B-15 and Thingy. And my theory from a few weeks ago, I think might ring true a little bit here in that it's not Kang trying to rule. Not It's not him trying to protect timelines. It's about him trying to rule a single one. And while I don't believe that this, the variant that we got in this episode, is really doing that, I think the end goal of all Kangs might end up where they work out where they are isolating timelines from each yes, other to that, avoid that, the war. Was, I, th- I think that was something that I said in which um, every so there are multiple timelines but every timeline is linear, yeah. don't cross over and every timeline has its own TVA. Yeah, because um, like you said, the, it's universes existing on top of each other so he creates over yeah, those joints exactly what you said. and I feel like the TVA, obviously all the joints happen but as uh, variant has happened. It's le- It's more just a decision that goes against the design. Um, but it's a big enough decision where it would cause 
two multiverses, two universes to collide. And obviously, yeah. the biggest one that happens is Nathaniel Richards meeting himself. Um, mm-hmm. so, and But all of them obviously work that out and isolate their own timelines. And then they've all got a plan to eventually create some sort of crossover. And they set up the TVA for that to not happen until the perfect time. I feel like this yes. kind of, like he says, the universe is going to thingy. He says he knows, but I'm half convinced. As I, a, like, I, I, think, I think he was lying. I, no, I don't think he was lying. Well, he kind of is lying. He, he says that he knows everything that has happened or will happen, but I don't get the sense that he was saying that he knows it because he's wrote it. I get it. I get the sense that he's saying... I know because I have travelled throughout all time and gathered all the information. So people yeah. have always had free will. He just knows what's going to happen because he's observed it rather than uh, wrote it. People have I mean. people have free will in the sense that every choice they make happens, um, but when you're from the future, you can go back and see that choice. Exactly. Um, and it doesn't change because they always make that choice and they always don't make that choice. You just have to find where, what yeah. happens in yours. He, yeah, he he's not saying that he made it so they make those choices. He's just saying that he is aware of the choices people make. That is a good point. He never he says, I designed you to say this, did he? Yeah, he just says, I know that you say this and he hands them the sheet of paper, which is essentially a script. Yeah, which we saw and in the first episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the print out. Can you confirm that this is everything you've ever said? This is outrageous. In the print. Yeah. Yeah. I like, think I, I think you've got a point there. The, the, which is why it leads on to my theory, which I'm gonna definitely elaborate on more in the second half, in that he is lying to at least some extent. Um and yeah, I don't he doesn't think he's lying about the the whole thing of him him being killed in this timeline and being deposed is what kicks off no, but, the multiverse. No, I agree, but I think um, what it, it could be that the the actions that happen here are what are the first big main crossover of the multiversal war because if he's a 31st century scientist then all this war surely takes place it started from the 31st century so we have to get there for the war to happen yeah. Which means that if there's multiversal stuff happening now, that was always going to happen. Right, and I think that's probably enough for part one. Uh, have a little break now, give our minute to... Uh, not our minutes, our brains a few minutes to breathe. We definitely need that break then. Um, yeah, like I said, for you guys, only be uh, a second, and we'll see you in part two for more uh, discussions on this massive finale that we've just had. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is part two to our Loki review here at the Starville Podcast, episode nine. We've given our initial thoughts. We're going to be discussing things a little bit more and I want to come back to a point I made towards the end of the first part there, which is that I think uh, Kang, or whatever you want to call him, was lying a bit about things that he knew in the end. Okay. I um, Just some of the way the things went with the way the timeline seemed to split... It seemed more like because the the TVA aren't plucking um, Nexus events from every single moment in history. So when his design in the threshold or whatever you want to call it 
reaches the point where it begins where he's not in control anymore the immediate split seems weird almost like it's not thinking like he has control up to a certain point in time and then that's when the unit that's when inevitably that's when the multiverse starts to collide which leads to uh, the creation of Kangas or the Nathaniel Richards find out about the multiverse travel and I think he's he sort of knows that he can't stop that so he wants to try and delay it and he worked out the point where he can't delay it anymore and that's, he, the, that's yeah. the threshold yeah like he delays it as much as he can so that he can learn as much as he can to take over because I still, I'm still hanging on to that theory that I had, that a lot of people have had, um, that he's, his, con- his plan of conquering this isn't to just conquer the multiverse because he thinks he's boss. Like he understands that he's got limits, so he wants to isolate timelines and make them easier to, to conquer there, on their own. Okay. So like, he doesn't just yeah. want to rule. He wants to. He doesn't want to rule all time. He just wants to keep himself to his little. No, it's like one it, timeline. No, I think he wants to rule all the time, but he understands that he can't just walk into a universe and be the best. He's got a plan. He's got to take time. He's got to work out where the best time is, and he's the threshold might be related to that. Maybe he's like, okay. I've got up until now to be able to do it. Yeah, which is why he runs out of stuff because it's like I can plan up until they collide, but once they collide, I, I I can never work that out because there's an infinite number of possibilities on top of the already almost infinite possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, I did, there's something about thinking like like we we both said we don't think that version's dead at the end of the episode. Well, I, d- I don't know. I think he could be dead. But um, he could he certainly could be, but I don't think he is. I mean, they made it seem like he was dead. She stabbed mm. him in the in the chest. I mean, Loki dies all the time. <laughs> yeah, but mm, uh, that's different. Yeah, it's true. It's Loki. He died at the end of Thor one, the Dark World, Infinity War, and then but in then episode he four. Died. Yeah, to be fair, in Infinity War he does die. There's one timeline he survived in, and that was because it didn't affect anything. Yeah. But yeah, it's there's something about the way he acted that, like he said, it he he did lie at one point. So what to say? Yeah. Anything else was true. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, if he if he lies once, then why does that mean that anything he says is true? I get what yeah. you're thinking, but I think he's definitely telling the truth about if you if you know if you kill him, then it opens up the multiverse. Oh yeah, another, I agree. Another that. war happens, and then it's kind of just like a, a cycle of another Kang will just end up in his place, and mm-hmm. it'll just it'll go back to the way it was with a, with a TVA control and everything. Um, what was what was the, what was the other proposition he said he said kill me and it'll start a war or, or take my place take basically yeah. yeah we didn't it talk about a, that, how yeah. he offered that he offered sylvie and loki his job yeah he went do you want to be all powerful yeah. and they both went no actually no i think loki sort of i don't know i i do believe him you know it was the i don't want it's not that i just want the throne like but i i think he he understands that like this guy is mad powerful and he's mm-hmm. offering it to us because he doesn't want to do it anymore. And yeah. look at if he's telling the truth, we absolutely have to take it. Because mm-hmm. even when he was like a main villain, he was never outright evil. He just 
it, you know, no, that's, that's, that's always thing. been Loki's thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing that that makes Loki a complex character is that he's he's doing the bad things because he feels like he needs to prove himself to his whether it be Thor or Odin. He just feels like he has a purpose and yeah, if he needs to fulfill that purpose and he fulfills it or tries to in the wrong way. Yeah, he's like he he always says like he thinks Asgard's his and he believes that he should rule it, but that's because he thinks he would be a good ruler. Not because yeah. he's like, oh, I deserve it. He's like, no, no, I, I would do a good job. And he gets, but he, yeah, he, like you said, he goes about his insecurities in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm still, I'm actually, you mentioned last week that we've still not really had any Thor mentions. And I'm kind of surprised he didn't come up a little bit with Thingy. You know, if they were talking about the Sacred Timeline and stuff. I thought he might have asked about, if they were going to ask questions about certain stuff, I thought maybe Loki in like a moment of he just doesn't get what's going on he just asks what becomes a Thor or something yeah but uh, but it's like it's like you said a couple of weeks ago you said how this is a Loki that hasn't really learned to love Thor and yeah. they don't have that connection that we saw in like Ragnarok yeah he's like we said he's seen that it happens but he's not experienced it yet but he's sort yeah. of gone through that journey with Sylvie in like a deeper way yeah, kind yeah. of thing in a way yeah it's 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 much deeper in a different relationship, but that sort of learning to love someone, kind of thing. He's going through that again, and I've, it's it, it's really it is that relationship's really well written, and we've discussed how it culminates in this episode before already. Um, but yeah, uh, Renslayer, where's she going? Don't know. Do you mate. reckon she's going? I thought that she was gonna go to the Citadel. That's what I thought was. Gonna oh, happen. I yeah, I thought the Miss Minutes had given her the location. Yeah, and was like, go and see it. Well, I, you know, I, it, I got the sense that Renslayer didn't actually know who was behind it all. Because no, she, it was clear that she doesn't. Yeah, but because it, she I was clearly going to leave, and just allow Mobius to do whatever he wanted. So she gains nothing from just going. It's, it's this big fella. Yeah, I wonder where she went. Yeah. See that, like even that could have been a post-credit scene. You know what I mean? I feel like they've. I'd have accepted that as a post-credit of... scene. Doesn't give yeah. too much away. And it's still and, just more set up. And we didn't get a jet ski. No, we didn't get a jet ski. We didn't, we didn't get... even get. We didn't even get Mobius proper at the end. No, no. We don't know what happened. We don't know if she's. Is that put... the last we see him when he's just fucking on the floor? No, he shows up at the end. That's the last we see of uh, Prime Mobius. Yeah. Prime Mobius. Yeah, I like. It, I just give everyone like name Prime. It's like a primal hairline in it. Yeah. But yeah, no. Well, so, I... Oh yeah, at the end yeah. we see him. Um... At when he's like saying to Loki, like, "Who are you?" Yeah, which that was that had me off. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck!" Like, and then, but they were clearly talking about events that were happening at that moment. That's what I mean. So That's it's not it even like they me. were dead far forward. Time. Yeah, because yeah. the the TVA seems to run in parallel, not to reality, but to Kang's timeline, like yeah. his sort of realm outside of time. Because that's that's what they were saying in like episode two that. They have to go into an event, a nexus event in real time. Yeah, because so when something disrupts yeah. the timeline, they can't just they can't just enter it, and that's why that's why it's they can't prevent place yeah. and very weird. They can't, they can't prevent, prevent it from the happening. thing from happening yeah. from stopping it before it happens. They have to go in as it's happening and stop it. Yeah, it'd be like sending cleaners in to clean a room before the mess has been made. Yeah, it's it's like it's an end game when when um, Rhodey says, "Why don't we just find Baby Thanos and kill him?" 
and instead they kill Thanos that hasn't done a bit done it yet, which is my biggest problem with Endgame. Well, yeah. They kill Thanos. They kill Thanos before he can do any of the stuff, and that doesn't change anything. But I, I, I'm not talking about that now because I'll go down a rabbit hole. But you've, yeah, you, you've got the point there. It also doesn't really align with the TVA. Yeah, the TVA. Kevin Feige probably should have had a tighter grip on this because he has a tight grip on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> The one, mean, per- the one person he hasn't got a tight grip on is Alfred Molina, and he was very apparent about that. What, has he kicked off at him? Uh, he made a comment about him in an interview. Someone asked him about uh, No Way Home. He was like, can you give us any information? And he did. It's not available to the public yet. And he went, go and ask Alfred Molina. Um, so well, I don't think he's very happy about him. I mean, he can't exactly get sacked, can he? No, Alfred he's already filmed it. Exactly. I made a lot of money. But yeah, he should have had a tighter grip. The, the Marvel should have coerced a bit more between creators and we don't to be fair i don't know how much of loki was written when because endgame was filmed in 2017 wasn't it yeah that's true um but yeah like i mean they fixed they fixed it by putting the stones back at the moment they were taken but that universe that timeline is also missing a thanos yeah and there is a timeline where steve rogers goes back to the i imagine like 1946 yeah but they also kind of because well, no, not necessarily, because we, we discussed this a few weeks ago about how they've kind of made it so that that always happened. Yeah, it's the, the fact that he does just show back up. I've, That's I'm, the one inconsistency. The, but it can also be explained the way of he did have a pin, enough pin particles to jump back. But he would have... Oh, they would have yeah, come back on that landing pad. Yeah, that is true. That's a very good point. Yeah, because there's always that. There's the the old guy that has the same haircut in, in Civil War, isn't it? That's carrying the coffin at the back. He's got the same haircut as Steve and old, old Steve Rogers. And people are like, oh, that'll be him. And I'm like, it wasn't planned, but it's nice. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Rex being in Return of the Jedi. It's not, but it's nice. Yeah, and to be fair, that's not like timeline breaking, but Rex would be yeah, about sure. 173 by the time we get to Return <laughs> of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Obviously, we don't get the post grade scene, we just get the confirmation. Oh, the Eliath story, actually, of what Eliath is to oh, Kang yeah. was pretty cool. Cause they, yeah, how Eliath <laughs> was created by all the tears in like space time. Yeah, it's like the negative. It was basically it was like sort of the energy that was created, wasn't it? Just all formed together into a beast. Yeah, essentially mm. like the universe, like the, the multiverse trying to fight back in a way. Yeah, it's almost like the opposite of Loki's in a way, because you know the Sylvie makes the comment of the universe cr- creates chaos to fight against the order that the TVA yeah. um, thing. It's almost like Eliath is the opposite of that, where there was so much Creative. chaos that the the yeah. multiverse created something that destroyed. <laughs> the multiverse that. had enough. <laughs> Just went. Stop taking piss. <laughs> you don't stop here's throwing my, shit. We're all gonna go home. Here's my angry cloud dog. Yeah, it keeps it sort of half consistent with the comics as well because Eliath was um, a, con- a conqueror like Kang that actually controlled more of the multiverse than him and they were like enemies okay. Kang used to be like he like they tried, he tried to fight him and was like I have got no chance and just stepped back mm-hmm. and like avoided him and it's, it's used that way gobble things up and... yeah Eliath was used to defeat Kang by another Kang kind of thing oh, so it's still the enemy of them all yeah. but it's just from one guy that's the kind he of changes a, that I like the MCU. He is a crazy character, and I like. 
Oh, he's mad. He's the most powerful character in the MCU we've ever seen. Easily. I'm very, very excited to see what they actually do with him. Yeah, so am I. I've because they they can go in infinite number of ways now. They can do. Yeah. In, in, I was talking to my granddad earlier because um, he messaged me and was like, oh, what, what did you think of that? And I was I was like explaining, opening stuff to him. I was like, now that they literally keep saying there's an infinite number of Kangs, we can yeah. get anything we, that Marvel want to do now. They can just they, do it. They couldn't make a Kang show, to be honest. Oh, don't. I want it so badly. <laughs> they, like, Yeah, they could, they could make a Loki-style show about Kang. I would love to see... Uh, even if it's just released online or something, or just a short film or, yeah, a few episodes of telly that are just sort of the origin of this Kang. Not maybe the origin, yeah. but, like, him I think we'll creating the TVA. We'll get some of it. Because yeah. if... Three. Yeah, we might have got the the cycle already coming back, to be fair, with a Kang creating the TVA in... I think we might have get we might get an origin story in season two because we get the same thing again. Well, that depends on when they're planning on releasing Loki season two. I would imagine it'll be late next year or twenty twenty three, just as a like a a guess. I think it will probably be before Ant Man three. Uh, yeah, if I was it could be because the multi everyone thought that, like the multiverse stories were going to be well, one division Loki Spider Man and. Uh, multiverse and madness, but now that we've realised what Kang Kang is definitely a multiverse villain, and he's in Ant Man and Ant Man Three, and we've got so, another season of Loki. There's so much yeah. more to come. Is is Kang a Nexus being like Wanda? I think I I you know what I actually thought about that, but you yeah, you've just you've brought that back up. I think he is. He has the, to be surely. Yeah, like the multiverse. Obviously, you have an infinite number of possibilities, but there are some obviously some constants in every universe the nexus beings so one with, with, with nexus Kang. beings yeah yeah with nexus beings does it specifically have to be wanda maximoff in every single yes she uh, uh, or or can it be someone that takes on the mantle of the scarlet witch in the comics if i i think what it is is the um the Nexus beings are absolutely identical in okay. every way. They are exact variants, but obviously because the universe is different, they experience different things and they do different yeah. things. And okay. I think that's so what... So it has to be Wanda Maximoff every single time. It, and it will always be Nathaniel Richards. And yeah. speaking of Wanda, I thought about this when I was watching the first episode, the first time I was watching it, and you brought it back up. I think he was right in the the people who will take over and have control of the multiverse and be really involved in keeping it stable and safe is two people who are very like they're the same two sides of the same coin kind of thing but I don't think he was right with Sylvie and Loki I think what he might have found was Doctor Strange and Wanda yeah and they I could th even throw Loki into the in, and make it a three and that's in, the like, trio the three timekeepers yeah, they, they, yeah then you've got your timekeepers yeah because also traditionally one of the timekeepers has always been female yeah, um, that wasn't they the did... case in, in episode four, though, was it? No, uh, but in the comics, and but the one they changed. I mean, they were they were robots, so they were yeah. genderless. But the one they changed from the comics to a fella uh, was the one that looked a lot like Gang. Yeah. So I feel so like maybe, that's gonna maybe... be the, like the head one, the most powerful, yeah. and of all those three characters, Wonder is the most powerful. Yeah, maybe that was like a hint from the get go that they were fake, that um, 
one of them they, they changed one of their genders yeah and one looked like Kang was, was something that was picked up on immediately yeah. it looked like Jonathan Majors I saw a, I saw a, a TikTok by um, Theories by T that he just completely went back on himself and he said I don't think we're getting Kang in episode 6 oh unlucky kid so I'd like to see his reaction to that I, mean, I would like him to great. he normally has a very like very he normally gets a lot of stuff right. Oh, he's great. I think we should get him on the pod because we can dream. Oh, can't yeah. We, we can dream. Yeah, he is. We'll bring him down, get him to that studio that we've got. Oh, yeah, your bedroom. Yeah. He's not coming. You're not coming in my bedroom. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I I, think we can see that because I feel Wanda is probably going to be the villain or at least start as a villain and then the main villain comes out in Doctor Strange 2. And yeah. I could see... I'll be honest, at this point, I could see a Kang variant being the main villain of Doctor Strange 2. I mean, I, I don't think we've... We've obviously discussed how Loki's most likely going to appear in Doctor Strange 2, but we haven't yeah. spoken about Sylvie being in it. Oh, God, yeah. Because I made the comment I didn't know and if Sylvie would survive. Yes, that's true. Actually. She's we trapped on the Sylvie Citadel. She's trapped on the Citadel. She does have a tempad, like, though. She does have a tempad. And it seems like it's like an all-powerful tempad with no restrictions. Yeah. So she could waltz her way into which, whatever timeline that, that Doctor Strange ha- is happening in, and just be like, "I've killed Yo. Kang. I am now in charge of everything." And then, and that's when Doctor Strange goes, "You idiot!" Sylvie is the villain of Doctor Strange Two. Is something I'd never thought of, and now I want it. Oh, no, because yeah, we we were skeptical as to whether she would survive. Yeah, I mean. People and and on the note of who's the villain in Doctor Strange two, we still don't know. That's true. It was yeah. it was, I was meant literally just thinking like we haven't had a confirmed villain. It it was meant to be Nightmare in the initial script, um, but obviously because that was changed so much and cancelled and rewritten so much, we don't even yeah. have an actor. It, we don't know if it's that character, and if it is, we don't even have an have an actor tied to it. Which I is why I hope it, it stays that way. Yeah, which is why I hope it's. I could even see if Sylvie becoming the villain but doing that we only find out towards the end like we th- well, obviously Wanda's causing all this chaos but Sylvie's sort of in control above and that they, they, they discover her in the Citadel yeah maybe yeah because obviously it takes place after Spider-Man No Way Home yeah uh, which is set I think only a few weeks after um, the end of Far From Home but where that is relative to the sacred timeline, we're not quite sure. Well, we know yeah, it's, it's we know it's twenty twenty four, but we're about for the rest for the for Loki. Twenty twenty three, isn't it? It's summer twenty twenty four, I think. Okay. It's about eight or nine months afterward because I know Endgame takes place in October of twenty twenty three. Yeah, and then he's on holiday in, in the next summer. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. God, imagine imagine we. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we caught up with the MCU timeline. Oh my god! Because that's of the pandemic, they couldn't release stuff for three years. And we could like um, the first film set in twenty twenty four comes out in twenty twenty four in the same month. Yeah. I was literally that thinking hard. that. Imagine they'd have only made the decision in Endgame to have it be like two years rather than five. Yeah, they, that was, I still can't believe that didn't leak. But to be fair, nothing about Endgame and Infinity War leaked. Unbelievably I think the well only kept. thing I think I think the only thing about Endgame that leaked and kind of spoiled time travel was when they cast um they cast someone as Cassie as like a teenager. And someone had pictures on set of uh the bit in New York, you know, where Tony, Ant Man and 
cap around yeah. uh, thingy because obviously they can see them in their suits but ant-man's there and they've got the weird things on the hands so people were like yeah. oh shit is it, are they doing time travel but it's not I don't, really I don't understand. like it takes i think it takes a special kind of um person to literally like track down a film shoot and take pictures like i don't understand why people seek out information so much about films that they haven't seen yet I mean, some Do things. Are, like to be surprised. Some things are quite easy to see. Like I went to see the set of the Batman in November, and that was st- not November in October when that was still here. Yeah. In yeah, but that's film. not like the most anticipated finale of a saga in like this century. It's literally the most anticipated film ever. It has the biggest opening Probably. weekend. I think it's the quickest film to a billion dollars ever. Yeah. It had two billion in like. it, by the way. Oh, it came out in China again. Because <laughs> it's it's massive it's massive in China Avatar really mm-hmm. yeah a lot of yeah, things I remember, see, like, remember someone like it's like a smart ass question now isn't it like what's the highest grossing film of all time and everyone's like oh Endgame broke Avatar's record and then there's like oh, no it's Avatar again actually technically if you do all the, uh, adjust for inflation it's gone with the wind by like a significant margin well gone with the winds on like four and a half billion. <laughs> also less cool than Endgame Avatar. it also came out in 1923 and I'll never watch it in my life yeah I, yeah. That. I thought it was like 90s but I if they if they charge people to watch episodes of Loki in the cinema I would single handedly make it the most and most highest grossing film ever <laughs> god do you know what though I'd pay to watch that like, I do they, watch, pay to watch Loki it's basically a film innit it's, it's basically mm. a dead long film yeah that's why I saw a tweet from um, you know Cosmonaut I don't, but go on. Uh, yeah, he put a tweet out saying like the reason people a lot of reason he reckons a lot of people have like not thought Loki was amazing um, is because they were watching it week to week and for shows like that he reckons it's probably best that you watch it and you just w- yeah, stay I off the internet and then watch it in one go. Yeah, I was gonna say before like now that you can watch it all in one go for people that haven't seen it yet, it will be a lot better. I think episode because, 3 like, particularly be really helped by that. Yeah. Because Lamentus Net- for me Netflix, is a weak spot. Yeah, Netflix have this policy where they just dump an entire season on you. Yeah, they did that and with I like... I think that's so... Cause you yeah. can watch it at your own pace. You can like... You can take a break if it's getting a bit crap. It's the... But I think like, the only problem with that is obviously spoilers go out like as soon as episode... What, as soon as it all comes out just no very last episode of posted immediately but True. that's on you to just look away stay away from it like i yeah it's also <laughs> on people to like be sensitive about who they're talking to yeah i got in from like, work yesterday when i got in from work yesterday i went on twitter and muted the words like loki sylvie finale kang disney yeah. marvel just because like, i just didn't want to see any of it at all even if well, stuff luckily, leaked in the like, morning and i stayed I away from it as soon as i wake up pretty much yeah i see i normally would but i was i've yeah, been working early i get it I get in before it starts, so. Mm. But yeah, like it's just I I had to go in blind to this. I'm so happy I did. I was surprised by yeah. I like, it, everyone said it was Kang, but just the seeing him was, just not yeah, even it, to know it, yeah, you've got it right. We've known pretty much the whole time. Yeah, it's even still though unbelievable we've known to see. The whole time. It's still like, like you, you yeah. I still got excited. Like if Jonathan made if it had leaked that Jonathan Majors had been on set, I don't think it would have been as fun to see it. Yeah, but, but we knew he was yeah. going to be in it anyway. I know, but I think like just the fact that it was a prediction rather than a well, we know he's in it. 
Like when he well, shows yeah, up in Ant Man, we're not going to be shocked. Was cast in an undisclosed role. No, he was cast as Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man three. No, but I mean for this. No, he, what, the people didn't know he was in it. Like, you've, been, you, you've been telling me for a long time that Jonathan Majors has been cast in an undisclosed role. No, I said he was That's cast... been known for a long time. It's been known for eight months. I think I think it was December it came out that he'd been cast as Kang for yeah. Ant-Man 3. No, yeah, but I mean for Loki. I didn't know he was going to be in it. I know he... Because he, he did an interview the other week where someone said to him, are you going to be in Loki? And he went, I've no idea what you're talking about. I that literally mentioned yes. it on the pod. Well, yeah, we know it means yeah, but... <laughs> Like it, we it's do it not. Then, yes, then. It's, yeah, but like it's not an actual yes. So like, it, like it didn't. That's the closest we got to confirmation, apart from all the obvious that, Easter eggs. That's, that's I've signed a non-disclosure for yes. <laughs> that's a shut up. Delete the question. <laughs> you know for a fact after that interview when I uh, when I was he was like shit. I asked him to not put that bit in. Kevin Feige oh, every time Mile from Alina I mean, talks to the army. <laughs> no one, no one can tell him off for that because he's literally said i don't know what like they, what they could print is i have no idea what you're talking about yeah like how owen wilson didn't know aquaman wasn't in the mcu you could just say i don't, I don't know i i don't keep up i don't know what loki is no because he's like oh I, I have no idea we're talking about i didn't know loki was getting a show i don't really keep up with it it's just a job i mean i didn't expect owen wilson to be that thick <laughs> yeah, neither did i i just expected him Apparently to be david harbour jet- is you know that doesn't surprise me really no. David Harbour being a bit of a shale makes it sort of makes sense because he's just sound as fuck, isn't he? He is. I'd yeah. To, like, imagine David Harbour was like your uncle, like the, um, the cool uncle. Imagine like that would like he'd like give you beers when you were like fifteen at a family party. Imagine at half seven kick off in the pub with them. <laughs> you go out at like f- three o'clock. Watch all the scores come in three o'clock games the half five and then you watch the late one. Oh, that'd be an evening that. Yeah. That went very off topic so quickly. It did. So, yeah, Loki. We've covered everything. I believe mm, we've covered everything that we're going to. Because yeah. I don't know. I'm. Pr- I think I'm going to rewatch it again now, just to see. I'm probably more gonna. Stuff. I'm probably maybe going to watch the whole thing again. Yeah, I think on Saturday I'll probably rewatch it in a go in one go. So what? What is our next Marvel drop then? Is it Shang Chi? Oh no, it's uh, Yeah, what if over the summer? I believe that starts early that August. Um, I think we'll say yeah. Uh, I just don't know if we're going to talk about every episode in detail as much okay. maybe a little bit more like the Bad Batch sections where they're sort of yeah. 10 to 15 Speaking 20 minutes Batch, uh, episode will... 11 was fine yeah That'll we'll do. do a double review, review of episode 11 and 12 on Friday yeah yeah because uh, there's a bit to say about episode 11 but it's not huge the Bad Batch went in it that much and because there's not clearly I didn't really like episode 11 but now that I've realised that that's not going to be an isolated episode it's kind of changed my opinion on it yeah, with it, it'll be. It was good. I I liked it. Um, but I didn't have. I think it's because it was it. characters from from Rebels. That I, I don't even. About. And I don't particularly like Rebels, but I do like Hera. She was probably my favorite thing in that show. Yeah. So I was spoilers for anyone that's not seen Bad Batch, by the way. Sorry, a bit late, but whatever. Um, but yeah, um, we will be here with that on uh, Friday. It'll be a double part review. Um, yep. Loki was a tremendous series. I loved almost every second of it. The best, and the, bits, of, yeah. the best of the three shows. Significantly, in my opinion. And I love also WandaVision. The, the, best, the best Phase 4 entry so far. The best Marvel content I've seen since Infinity War. Mm, Easily. I'd say, I'd say Endgame. 
I think it was better written than Endgame. Endgame's my favourite thing I've ever seen, but... Yeah. It's just... That, Endgame that, was... Oh. We talked about this, the, what it was like watching Endgame. Nothing before. will ever compare. No, it was ridiculous. Apart if they, from maybe make, like, if they somehow managed to make Avengers 5 better than that, then I will... I they, will write to the Queen personally to give Kevin Feige a knighthood, even though he's not eligible for that, I will make it so. Bloody foreigner. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Yeah, do you, I think the only way they could top Endgame is if they didn't release an, an Avengers film in Phase 5 either, and they made us wait, like, six years for an Avengers film, and it was a big multiverse, it was the multiverse war, like, the final chapter to Ooh, it. Ooh, yeah, maybe. That, that, that would outdo it for me, and even then it would be, it'd have to be, like, done really well, because Endgame was an experience. It was. But yeah, Loki is the first step in that multiversal war. I'm so so excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I've so, uh, right. So just to finish, just to, to round it all off, where do you think this is going to go? What? So Shang Chi and Eternals are probably going to have nothing to do with this. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the way it's going. I feel I like it's not going to affect all of the films. Like it won't probably won't affect Thor: Love and Thunder. Apart from we might get like Lo- like if Loki's in the TVA related thing shows up but that would probably be a post credit scene I reckon um, oh yeah to be, like Loki oh, that's a that is a, a, a question we, will Loki be in, in, in Thor, Thor 4 because a lot of pictures have leaked from sets and they've obviously been and releasing pictures yeah like Tom Hiddleston wasn't there it, but the then f- again they've had they've like they've redone the joke of like the play and that was Loki who set that up. So why would they have it again if it's well, not they what were, he's doing? It, it'll be like they were as Guardian citizens, or like maybe Valkyrie saw it and was like, "I actually quite like this." Oh, do you know what? Yeah, that that <laughs> that would be a thing Valkyrie would do. Yeah, even though to be fair, by the time she does become king of Asgard, and I will refer to her as the king of Asgard. Um, yeah, because she's the fucking king of Asgard. She is. Um, like she she has like sobered up and stuff, hasn't she? Like she's not the yeah. same character she was in Ragnarok. Which I feel like we've missed character development there, but we're we're gonna get that kind of shit in Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to be fair, no pictures of Christine Bale have leaked at all. <laughs> I'm really surprised. He yeah, playing? he's oh, yeah. playing Gore the God Butcher, the main villain. Okay. So, but yeah, like no pictures on set have been seen of him, which is great. I, oh, I remember. Oh, mate, thirty seconds ago, I remembered something that I was gonna say, and now I've forgotten again. I just jump in with it like Jerry does in one one after Rick and Morty. Um, yeah, I thought Loki was absolutely spectacular. I loved almost every second of it. I don't like giving numbered scores, but I had to give it a score. It would probably be a good nine and a half, um, yes, just because I, I, I didn't nine. get all the I didn't get all the answers that I wanted, but I'm probably yep. gonna get them in the future. Um, it yep. does stumble a little bit for me in episode three. Slows down just a bit too much. I like got you, what I got. What they were like, going for. That's not, I don't think that's yeah. a because that's the same as every like. If it was a film, yeah. it would be act two. And yeah, it's got to slow down before it can come back up. Yeah, yeah, and I think the reason that for me is because uh, up until today, and I think just on pure quality, I would my personal favorite episode would be episode two. So the fact that it follows that doesn't help. And it's also then followed yeah. by episode four, which would probably be which most people's favorite. favorite. Yeah, your mm-hmm. favorite. Most probably be most people's outside of the finale as well. Um, yeah. It's just not helped that it is sandwiched between two stellar episodes. Um, but but it's, it's, it's it's like I think a lot of shows that are quite short have that one episode, which is kind of right. We've we've set everything up now. Um, like the first two episodes time. of One Division, kind of thing, you know. 
yeah, the first like two or three episodes of One Division were like, yeah, we've had that, and then now we're gonna get into like the the, the FBI's or like swords, whoever it is, swords yeah, and side the, of it. Episode four end, was good together. because it was different, but yeah, it was yeah. a bit of a slow. And episode five for me, I think One Division the eighties was good. It returned to form, but up until mm-hmm. Ralph Boner showed up, it did falter a little bit. Yeah, but like every show's got like the first couple of episodes yeah. that are this is how it works, this is what we're doing, and then it's not quite time for the final arc. Uh, like Falcon so and Winter Soldier was pretty consistent. Like that that they had a good level yeah. of it stayed consistent, but almost too consistent up until the very end. Yeah, there um, wasn't a lot of divergence. No, it sort of stays on a single path and then, then ramps up with just with the general action at the end. Um but it kind of had a, it kind of had like a like a, a, a quite anthology feel about it that was like, oh, what's John Walker done today? <laughs> Turn on today's episode of the fucking and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah John but, Walker yeah. has killed someone else. I, I'm I, that stuff like this to me is what ruins little stuff in the MCU because I'm gonna look back on Falcon and Winter Soldier now and I love Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes and I'm really excited to see what happens with John Walker. Um, Sharon Carter, like I said, I've still got problems with it, but like she is a character that I do, I have enjoyed before, and I do want to see more of her. And shit like this just ruins all of that for me. Because yeah, I can go and watch the cool Captain America with the wings and fight karate, and yeah, it's fun. Wait, what ruins it? Uh, Loki, because why is it ruining? C- no, because I can go and watch that, and yeah, I'll have a good time. But look what else they could be doing with the massive multiversal war with characters that people never expected to ever see on screen that is yeah, just this, an this absolute mindfuck this is, this is what I was saying about Black Widow how not every film needs to be that and if every film was that it would be very overwhelming and it would also get boring very quickly I see for the kind of thing for me for the MCU to be able to do that it has to embrace more of its Star Wars feel and allow things to be separate sometimes like they just like, I know Black Widow and Loki aren't connected, but due to the time in which they came out so close to each other and Loki you being such like a big thing, be. yeah, like, no, it, it it feels almost lazy to just go, this is happening in this, whereas Star Wars can, because Star Wars is set across a galaxy, it mm-hmm. does have that advantage, but I feel like Marvel, if they are, if they are going to do that, they do have to embrace more of allowing things to be separate, and the multiverse, to be fair, is the best place to do that. I understand what, what you mean. Yeah. Like, what if is going to do but that? Also, it's an anthology series. None of it's connected. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't really work for the MCU because they have this, they have a reputation for everything being connected and everything. I mean, as much as that is the case for Star Wars as well, because it's such a big universe, it's set across an entire galaxy. You can have isolated stories, but like, oh. Uh, uh, mm, like other than four maybe five of the films everything takes place on earth yeah that is true it's it don't know i think it's just because star wars does it's so grand but then goes so small sometimes i think just because it's a, an older franchise as well it's it, it's got mm-hmm. that luxury whereas the mcu i'm still seeing it develop and yeah we've had the we've only had the first big story whereas with the Star Wars, obviously, we've got the original trilogy, and then we went back in time, we saw the prequels, and then we've seen what happens yeah, after it, and we've got the old Republic 2,000 years big, before it. Yeah, we've got three yeah. big stories in Star Wars, and then, like, they've dropped in little one-off stories that connect to the main stories, and now they've just 
it seems like what they've got ahead of them is kind of MCU style stuff yeah it might just be the way it comes around as well because obviously the MCU is movies based off comics loosely but based mm-hmm. off them whereas Star Wars are movies that have comics based off them oh yeah uh, like in the in the opening like credits sequences of Black Widow I'm pretty sure it was, was the first time we've ever seen based off the Marvel comics no I think they do get I think they do generally say that don't they based off comics written by something something don't they Sometimes I know it's well, based on characters also, also written by, really based off characters created by Stanley and Jack Kirby is what it normally says. I think. Yeah, or for well, whoever I created. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think any other MCU film has had an opening credit sequence. It it felt very um, like which is weird. Yeah, which is weird because Black Widow isn't based on any particular comic. <laughs> that is that is true. Yeah. That's the most based on any character. The MCU takes a lot, yeah. pulls a lot from the Ultimates universe, but uh, I'll, I'll probably talk about that in the future I, when I've read more Ultimates and hate myself for having read it, because mm-hmm. um, I've read bits and they're all, most of them are a bit crap. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes next. So many multiverse possibilities, and even just characters that can just now be in the MCU because they could just be like, again, you know, like what people said with the X Men prediction that a lot of people had was the cosmic energy of the snap unlocked the X gene we've now had something yeah, even yeah. bigger happen the sn- yeah. like the creation I mean, the merging of the multiverse i don't <laughs> doubt that they'll be able to come up with a good reason for why the x-men didn't exist before and now they do they also yeah. can't I, I saw a tweet recently that said um when they when they do the x-men they said that they hope that they don't focus the story um on magneto and professor x they just the, the, as, age, the time jumps too much yeah because now. like what what's he called Magneto what's his Eric name? Lencher Eric yeah he was a he was, holocaust survivor he was born in like 1932 or something yeah he was a he'd holocaust be like, survivor be 90 so they odd. can't do that in the MCU because he'd like yeah. he'd be as old as like Bucky yeah and he's not he doesn't and have he super, wasn't frozen yeah. in ice for 70 years he ages normally the, yeah exactly so yeah, they can't. I, I also don't want them to do too much on them because as much as I do love them, I've seen a lot of them. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want the X Men to focus on Wolverine. I want them to focus on Scott Summers for a bit. Really, Who's honestly. Scott uh, Cyclops. Uh, yeah. I, He's got I quite a few good stories. Person, the first person that my brain went to was Cyclops, even though I didn't know that that's what his name was. But yeah, like if they ever did an AVX storyline, like that's that's why I kind of want them to focus on on him so that we could eventually build to that I get the sense like I've seen the f- the very first X-Men film that's the only one that I've seen I, I got the sense that Cyclops was like kind of not very important he's not in the movies like he, the role that the, they made yeah. it, so. the role that Logan takes in those films is sort of the role that um, some yeah. Scott, Scott always had not the obviously the he was a nobody and that, you know like he was just hiding and then he was taken in like that's always been Logan's mm-hmm. thing but like the yeah, leadership role and stuff, it's always been Cyclops. They, they did, yeah, they did treat um, Logan. They did cook him a like, little bit. They did treat him as like their oldest child that they're dead proud of that like went to uni and did really well. I think that's just because so like when Hugh Jackman's amazing. Really well. Yeah, and it's sort of ruined the comics because people now people get comics expecting to see Wolverine being like he's in the films and he's just not. It's only it's only yeah. newer comics where that's happened. But yeah, <laughs> after that, anyway, Loki was fucking great. Um, yeah, we've gone off. We'll, yeah. But like, yeah. Between now, yeah, to it be, to 
it was fantastic and between now and what if because to be honest off the top of my head i don't know the first episode of what if's release date um, it's almost the 14th okay so we've got it we've got about a month i may pluck that out my ass but that will be exactly a it, month today i do know it's in august so i will agree with you on that yeah um but yeah, I I think we're probably going to move more to the segments where we have discussions about other things. We probably won't be talking about yeah, upcoming films the, uh, or TV shows. Spider-Man discussion. Yeah, we're maybe, obviously I don't I don't want to just fall back into ranking the films because we're doing that with the Star Wars films. So yeah, mm-hmm. we'll be we'll be new segments, new discussions, fun stuff. We might, some segments might just take up entire episodes where it's a segment that combines both and maybe talks about parallels or connections or if this happened in Star Wars with the Force, like how do you think it would go kind of thing um, mm-hmm. but yeah so there are changes ahead Loki was fantastic and obviously the first episode included us talking about Loki to have now come full circle and the show's over um, and to have not given up after two episodes sort of I'm, I'm, I'm glad we've stuck with it yeah yeah even obviously this isn't obviously the most successful podcast in the world but it is a lot of fun and everyone that watches it it really really does mean a lot to us yeah i think the fact that we're gonna have continuous content drops literally for like three years it's gonna help (laughs) a lot in like giving us motivation to carry on yeah i mean the mcu said they have kevin feige said they have the next 10 years planned out in like 2019 so that's the that's the thing man they can literally pick up any comic book they want basically and go yeah we can work with that and they have infinite money. Yeah. Disney Disney have infinite money. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you so much for watching this. We'll be uh, back in the week with our joint Bad Batch review, episode 10. We're now in double figures when that comes out. So, like I said, thank you everyone for watching. Is this and we will. S- this is episode 9, yeah. Okay. But yeah, we're um, very excited to still be here. Thank you very much for watching. And we'll see you in the next few days. Cheers.